1: And I'm Rich Muller from Centerville, Maryland. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for October 26. Good morning, Horse World.
2: And now, from the Man Cave at the Horse Radio Network, the monthly Horse Husbands episode. This one is for you guys. No Horse Women Allowed.
0: On this Horse Husbands episode, we are joined by four-star eventer Jules Ennis Batters' husband, Sam Batters, and uh, he has, it's so interesting, the parallel of his life and your life, Rich, I mean, it was like you were the American version and he's the British version
1: correct yes it's so funny
0: and you both ended up kind of in the same place actually so, yep. Yep. so <laughs> we're going to talk about that um, and also we have a captain an Air Force captain on the show today his name is Zach Winch and he's husband of HRN producer and host Ashley Winch you've heard her filling in for Jamie here on the show Ashley's now uh, my right hand person She she's taken a lot of the workload off of me she uh, works for uh, Equine Network also does a podcast. She hosts a podcast called Sleep Stories for Equestrians, which is becoming very popular. And uh, her husband is a captain in the Air Force. And he's going to come on and talk about what his life has been like married to a horse crazy girl. So we get two different perspectives on being a horse husband all in one show. Uh, And, you know, Rich, uh, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again. We really appreciate it.
1: No problem, Glenn. Happy to be back. It's so much fun.
0: And i had uh, I talked to i did you i didn't talk to actually i didn't talk to your daughter did she listen to the episode? did she give you any uh I
1: don't think she has yeah
0: she's probably avoiding it
1: yeah yeah I talked to her <laughs> um like uh two or three days ago and didn't sound like she had
0: but... uh she's avoiding it yep yeah Caleb. no well, she's like, traveling I can't do
1: it. she's been traveling a bit though she went out went up to try on and had some great rounds with her horse up there in the show jumping and whatnot. So
0: yeah, Kayla of course uh, was all. It's also a host here on uh, on horses in the morning. She she does the rider fitness episodes with us, and she's on a little bit of break now because she is showing so much, uh, and and doing a terrific job. So good yeah, for her.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great to watch her jump the horses. It's funny to watch her walk the courses. Before she jumps them, because the fences are as tall as she is. Oh, she's
0: so tiny! And then yeah. you're right; she's jumping the what meter sixty or something. I mean, she's doing the big.
1: Yeah, 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 she's doing the big stuff and everything. And her horse has this big kick out at the end when he when he crosses the fence. It's it's pretty funny. And so, he,
0: so she's what five two maybe.
1: Maybe five two. And, but I know.
0: but she's so petite. She could be a jockey. There's no question. Yep. She's jockey yep. size. And she rides these 17 and half, 18 hand monolith yep. horses.
1: Yep, yep. And, has it always yep. been yep. that uh, way? Uh no, no, no. She started out with ponies and whatnot, and then later on had uh, the regular size horses. But this horse Doki she has is he's a phenom. He is he is his sweet horse, sweet. Ground manners, nice, nice on the ground and whatnot, but boy, he can jump the moon.
0: Boy, and, and she looks like a peanut on him. <laughs> she does. Right. She looks so tiny. Yeah. 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 Well, good. I'm so proud of her. I'm so happy yeah. for what she's yep. doing. Of course, she's a good friend of ours and your daughter. So, yeah. Um, yep. yep. Very proud pro- of her. So, we, we probably see her more than you do at this point.
1: Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you probably talk to her more than I do. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs>
0: that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. I'll let you know if anything comes up. All right. Okay, Okay. let me forward.
1: know if there's a problem I need to take care of. <laughs>
0: We're going to take a br- quick break for commercial, but I want to tell you who's coming up right after the commercial. We have Captain Zach Winch. As I said, he is a horse husband. He is a horse husband to Ashley, uh, who I work with every day here at the Horse Radio Network. She does a lot of different things for us, as well as doing her own show, brand new show, called Sleep Stories for Equestrians. Yes, it's the sleep podcast with horsey stories. And apparently it works because we're getting a lot of comments from people that saying, I listened to that and I fell asleep in like three or four minutes. And that's what it's supposed to do. That's the idea. But then they say, well, then I got to go back the next day to actually hear the story. So it does work. If you want to give it a try, give it a try. Sleep Stories for Questions is Ashley's brand new show. Uh, but now we're going to talk to her Air Force husband by the name of Zach. They've traveled the world, done some interesting things, and he also has uh, apparently is interested in being a cowboy.
1: For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging. That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbine to bring you my new horse. From important horse keeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com.
0: Hey, Zach, good to talk to you. Hey, Glenn. Nice to finally meet you. I know. I get to work with your wife every day. And by the way, she's been a godsend. I, I think I would have quit this job if she hadn't showed up when she did.
3: I've heard the news, and I-, I think it works both ways. So she's very pleased. I'm very pleased that she's pleased, and all is good.
0: Yeah, you're a happy wife, right? You know? That's right. Well, I'm glad I could help your marriage. Um, you can send me a check <laughs> later. So, <laughs> so I, I got to talk to you, though. You guys have had an interesting life. You're obviously military, which means you move around a lot. Um, and you have moved around a lot, but when you met her, had you, did you have anything to do with horses? Did you know anything?
3: Uh, my horse background at that point, if you want to call it a background, was probably a random trail ride here and there.
0: So you really had no idea what you were getting into. Zero. Yeah. And she was a serious horse chick.
3: She was. And I continue to learn that I'm (laughs) watching her through many of her endeavors. I'm like, dear Lord, I'm surprised by This little woman and how she's controlling a a big beast like that.
0: Yeah, because she's not... She she is about, what, 5'2", maybe? All my co-hosts seem to be about 5'2", 5'3". They all seem to be about the same size. And tenacious. And tenacious and very... And rule the roost. (laughs) You know the drill. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do. So when did you realize that this was different? Like, it wasn't a hobby, like, you know, going out golfing occasionally.
3: I would say, and I'm still intimidated to do this, is is when I picked a horse's feet for the first time. That'll do it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, this thing is, is literally going to launch me into a wall when it decides to, and it hasn't done that yet. But I will say I'm pretty hesitant every time I pick up a horse's foot. And she taught me how to do that.
0: Horses yeah, watch
3: be- watch the hind feet. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Whereas this can even humble a military guy.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So so you guys how long did you date?
3: Uh we dated for let's see. That was probably two and a half years.
0: Okay. And how long have you been, took me a while, huh? been married now?
3: We have been married for 11 years.
0: Okay, so you've been around a while. and A little bit. And you, you've you had the opportunity, too, to move around, and she's actually continued. I know she talked about on the show here, she talked about how you went to Italy for a number of years, and she kept riding in Italy.
3: She did, and successfully.
0: Did you think she would when you moved? Was that a topic um, of conversation that she was going to?
3: Didn't really think about it, but, you know, as, as any spirited hobbyist or you know, loyalist, however you want to, you know, term her. I'm sure that's the first Well, I know now it is, but at that point, I'm sure that was one of the things that she thought about was, Hey, where are we moving? And I'm going to immediately research if what I love is available there, which horses is, and we are, uh, actually both of us kind of took that approach. Um, I started wakeboarding when I was, a teenager and so i was looking at wakeboarding avenues and she was looking at horse avenues and we both were able to find that and kind of build an italian friend base with both passions that we love to do out of that location so
0: do you think it worked it's in, out well do you think it's important that a horse husband have a passion outside you know, have something outside of the you know like wakeboarding
3: oh you've got to unless you just want to be 100 percent roped into doing the horse thing right
0: <laughs> Rich, we don't know anything about that, do we? Yeah,
3: yeah
2: no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> somewhat. I, I do my breakaway things in a while where I go out on a limb and like modify a car or do something like ah, that.
0: Okay. So, All so, right. So, yeah, but, yeah, automobile is kind of your hobby.
1: Yeah, kinda.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So what at what point, and I've interviewed a ton of horse husbands, was there a point where you went what have I what have I got myself into and had any second thoughts? Mm-hmm.
3: I w- I wouldn't say No, you know, I I don't think I'm there yet. I think post-retirement is when I'll ask that question because (laughs) then the money starts flowing into the farm and the barn and everything else, right? So I I think approaching that milestone, I'll start saying, what the heck did I do, right?
0: Yeah, and it's not like she doesn't earn any money either. I mean, you know, obviously she works, which helps. Um, Absolutely. Now, you you decided uh, one day to go to cowboy camp. How did that happen?
3: So I guess let me try to summarize this quickly how we got to that point was we had made friends with an older couple at that point in our life we were actually now we're uh, probably mid-20s and this is in virginia when uh, we were stationed at langley um and she had sent out a craigslist ad back when craigslist was a thing i don't even know if it still operates or not it's
0: still there yeah
3: okay um there was a a man probably in his low 50s at that point he was a retired seal that area's very famous for having a large seal community, Navy seals. Um, and he had a farm with his wife, uh, out in Chesapeake, Virginia and was doing the kind of the natural cowboy approach with Mustangs and, or natural horsemanship was the term I was going for. Um, and actually had kind of volunteered her services for training, gave her or gave him her credentials. And next thing, you know, we were out there pretty much every weekend, uh, started spending weekends with them. They were kind of, uh, somewhat, I guess, parental figures for us, 30, 30 plus years older than us at the time. Um, and we started doing trail rides with them. Ashley did the Mustang makeover challenge with them. That was a hundred day challenge to, uh, break a Mustang, compete with it, and then auction it off, which she did to someone that lived in Delaware at the time and then is now our, our, actually, you know, Susan, Susan was hosted on here. Correct.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yep.
3: Yep. So Susan bought Sookie, uh, which was Ashley's Mustang. And then, so the story goes, however, uh, we, like I said, we spent a ton of time out there and, um, Rich was the gentleman's name, uh, rich myself, another retired Navy guy. And then, uh, one more, actually it was Susan's husband. Um, so there was four of us, uh, rich pitched the cowboy camp to us and it was roping, riding, sorting horses or sorting cows and drinking whiskey. So <laughs> it's all hard to together. say. Yeah. And th- and there we were. That was that was cowboy camp. I think it was a Friday through Sunday. Um the the most I think interesting thing and ton of fun uh event that we did was was cutting or sorting uh cows. Did you ton like ton of that? fun doing that? I love that.
0: Well that yes. the, you you just have to get out of the horse's way and let them do their job, right? At pretty
3: much yeah, pretty much yeah. years go forward at that point and they're on they're dialed yeah. in yeah i had i had
1: a cutting horse when i was growing up and he was he was quite interesting <laughs> he'd you're right now you're you're along he, for the ride at that point yeah he'd he'd lock on to something and it's like
3: okay <laughs> just let him go
1: hang
0: on <laughs> yeah
3: tons of fun yeah
0: do you do you see yourself wanting to ride more
3: i do uh if i had more time to devote right now uh we would do that We've trail rode once since we've been here in Missouri, and that was an adventure in and of itself. Uh, and probably closer to retirement, we'll, we'll chat about uh, you know what we want that part of our life to look like. But you know as well as I do, it's probably going to include horses at this yeah, point.
0: No, you have no choice. You married that. So, so Zach, was there a place you've been all over the place? Uh, is there an area that you right now? If you said, oh, if I wanted to retire to an area that we've lived what would it be
3: we've talked about spain um we'll see how that shakes out when that time comes closer but if it were stateside we have talked about south carolina area uh but moving from our location now we're likely going to be out west uh in new mexico area i'm very excited for that area and then from a, a horse perspective with that landscape out there with the desert landscape and everything i think that looks beautiful so We will see. Time will tell. And it's hard to say at this point because I guess the world is our oyster to a degree and we'll continue to have experiences and see what we land on.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, a lot of the military people I've known, including relatives, have have ended up at a place they were stationed because they just liked that particular spot so much.
3: I will tell you it will not be Kansas City.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's where they are now, everybody. (laughs) But not too much longer. You're going to be out of there soon. Kind of ask all the horse husbands these questions. Uh, Is there a chore at the barn or with the horses that you're asked to do that you you hate the most? Muck and poop. Mm. Yeah, we all end up (laughs) doing that. You know, I I got that's little, an easy one. Early on, when we had to do, like, 20 stalls, I I didn't like it at all. Um, and then, you know, now, when we only have two horses, it's not so bad. You know, it's not as bad as when we had a ton of horses. Rich, how's that yeah. for you? You got a ton of horses. Yeah.
1: No, we actually don't have that many. I think there's seven on the farm that's right enough.
0: now. That's enough. That's enough poop. So, yeah. well,
1: but I think there's five stalls, but I, I'm kind of slow at the mucking the poop. I just, but... uh. I can do it, um, but yeah, it's, it could be worse.
0: <laughs> clean, <laughs> clean always cheese. be worse
1: is my one thing I don't like to do.
0: Oh yeah, I don't clean sheets. That uh, there's people for that. You hire people for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a that I I I don't clean my own horse's sheath. Yeah. Um, okay. So what if you had a pickup a, a truck brand of choice? What would it be?
3: A truck brand of choice.
0: Yeah, Ford, Chevy. GMC. I currently drive
3: a Ford, so oh, I'll, I'll just I'll go with Ford.
0: All right, there you go. Ford it is. And what advice would you give someone considering a relationship with a horse girl? <laughs>
3: uh expect the unexpected
0: and be prepared that it it's all-consuming, and it takes a lot of time. I think one of the things we all learn as as newbies, as horse boyfriends, is, and I think we all go through this. Maybe you didn't, but I think we all go through the point where, wow, she's spending more time with that horse than me, and there's a tiny bit of jealousy, and I think that usually happens in the first year. <laughs> yeah. Did you, but did then you, that, did you that also that?
1: gives you time to do your own thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go.
0: Maybe I didn't have enough of my own things. Maybe that was, <laughs> yeah. maybe I needed that. Maybe I needed the wakeboard. Maybe that was my problem. There
3: you go. Yeah, I was just ignorant really to the lifestyle. And I didn't realize having a farm, if that were the case for you, that, you know, there's no real disconnect from that unless you got your own staff.
0: No, there's no disconnect. Or is yeah. there a rich?
1: No, no. Having the farm, that is the big difference. When uh, Mogi and I were in California, we, lived in a house and we boarded. So I had extra time to do a lot of things. And, but once we moved out to the East coast and have 60 acres, those little things I used to like to do, like wash the car <laughs> or just, you know, clean things and stuff. Nope. Doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> it's all mucking stalls, uh, empty manure <laughs> spreader, uh, Fixing broken tractors, uh, boards that the horses have decided to destroy the barn.
3: So,
0: Zach, well, that's what, what we call good look-
3: old-fashioned fun, right?
1: Yeah, see yeah, what you have yeah. to
0: look forward to, Zach, when you have your own place
3: uh, Thank you for the insight.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> One, have a good tractor with the front end loader. That's a necessity. Yes. Yeah, you cannot live without that. Okay, yes. so now the serious questions. You mentioned Pendleton earlier. Do you have a favorite whiskey?
3: Uh... I'm not a huge whiskey drinker, but I'm not opposed to, to many of them. But for, I would say for, you know, not a real high-end whiskey, Pendleton, will, it'll give you the kick.
0: You know, I, I uh, was in Canada uh, not long ago, and I got to try, for the first time, Canadian maple whiskey. Interesting. Now, you know how whiskey sometimes, you know, just some of them just burn, right? I mean, there's just, if you drink it straight up, it just burns. This maple whiskey was sweeter and you could, I could have drank the whole bottle, which would have been bad, um, but, because, because it was so good. Hmm, it was. let really, check it out. It was really good. I highly recommend Canadian maple whiskey. It was yeah. really good. Now, do you have a drink Noted. of choice that's not whiskey?
3: Ah, uh, you know, we spent three years in Italy, so uh, Rosso Vino.
0: Oh, there you go. And Rich, do you have a drink of choice? I didn't ask you that. Oh. We cruised together, and I don't remember.
1: I think back then I was drinking whiskey sours.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like whiskey sours, too. I'm, I'm yeah, with you on but, that one.
1: But um, yeah, uh, Woodford Reserve is a good whiskey that I like. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. There's also a Powers whiskey, which I learned has a great following. And if you can find the older bottles, they're worth a lot of money. And they come with
3: little trinkets on them.
1: <laughs> I've never
0: <laughs> so. seen a Powers. i have to try yeah. it
3: yeah. Yeah. There I are some good whiskey whiskey's local to uh Kansas City area as well. West Bottoms is one of them. If you want to look it up, uh maybe I can send out a care package. Um uh, but as uh, I do want to make one correction. I any Italian speakers out there, I just said rosso vino. It's like this, idiota. Vino rosso. Backwards I had it. Sorry. Okay. Small correction. <laughs>
0: You know, I, uh, Woodford Reserve, if, if uh, any of you are ever in Lexington and want to do one bourbon t- stop, right? If you want to do one bourbon tour, do Woodford Reserve because it is the most beautiful place. It's in the middle of horse country. It's kind of the old fashioned, uh, distillery. And it is just, we used to go to Woodford Reserve just to eat lunch and stuff. It was a fantastic mm. place. Have you guys visited Buffalo Trace or Buffalo Trace out there? Yes. actually yes we i think we you know i don't even drink that much bourbon but we did the bourbon tours the problem i had with the bourbon tours is in the tastings they give you the cheap stuff and then they give you the middle stuff to try and then they give you the good stuff well by the time you get to the good stuff your mouth is numb so it's like (laughs) do it in reverse order i want the good stuff first
3: there you go that makes more sense yeah i want to start with does.
0: So uh, tell me, okay, now we need some dirt on Ashley because uh, yeah, this is you knew I was gonna get to this. Um, so so if there's something I don't know about Ashley, oh, we did find out something about Ashley the other day. and I'm sure she told you uh, on while she was re- while she was hosting on the show with me, I mentioned j- jellyfish. and we mm-hmm. found out that Ashley, this is one thing I wanted to ask you about. Ashley has a th- three foot jellyfish on her side.
3: I would say roughly.
0: And it, she said it took 21 well, hours, and you were the dedicated horse husband that sat with her for that.
3: That's right. Oh, uh, not the whole time. I was not there for 21 hours. No, I was going to say, that, of...
0: that's dedication right there. Yeah. That's pain. <laughs> well, she
3: does. Um, you know, I guess that took uh, inspiration from a song that, that she loved, and tattoos were much cheaper in Italy, and you get really quality work, so capitalized on the opportunity.
0: Oh, I didn't know she did that in Italy. She did. Yeah! Wow! And when you when she came to you and said, "I want to put a three foot jellyfish on my side," what was your first reaction? Remember, she she's not allowed to listen to this.
3: Glenn, do you think I can tell her what to do?
0: No, not in the least. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell her what to do. So yeah. So, but, I guess a secret that you're
3: kind of getting to, or, or something you don't know, is let's see, one, two. She's got more than three tattoos, at least. So.
0: So the jellyfish zero. wasn't a surprise.
3: Not really. No. She talked about it for a little bit. Um, but you know, typical military dude, you would think, probably has tattoos. I have zero, so I'm just a big wuss. And then she has all these tattoos, right? But they're all they're all in, they're all covered up, you know, with, with a, a normal outfit. So very discreet.
0: Rich, can you imagine sitting for twenty one hours for a tattoo and the rib cage part's gotta hurt.
1: Multiple That's sessions, good. though. Yeah. But still. But still.
0: Yeah, <laughs> still. The ribcage <laughs> the,
1: and the, the tickling effect or pain effect. <laughs>
3: Can you imagine if you just laughed the whole time?
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It'd be a jiggly it's 21 mess. hours of tickling. Oh my yeah. my God. Yeah. Uh, I know Mogi could never have a tattoo because you touch her in the wrong spot, and it just, she falls apart. So... <laughs>
0: I think there's tattoo people and then there's the, there's us, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No no tattoos, the new tattoo, right? Yeah. Well,
0: is that true? Then I'm in now. I finally am in. I'm just. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zach, I'm looking forward to meeting you next week here in Ocala. Yeah. You're going to be in town. Your, your mother-in-law lives here. So uh, we'll get to see you guys and have dinner together. That'll be a lot of fun
3: yeah absolutely looking forward to it
0: and thank you for letting me borrow your wife during the day i appreciate it
3: oh thanks for taking care of her Uh, she is she's loving the adventure and
0: yeah well she's really good at it too i said i wasn't going to compliment her in this interview but she is really good at it so i'm going to compliment her
3: (laughs) (laughs) well i appreciate you guys having me on i'm glad that she connected this and
0: it was great meeting you over the world wide web all right thanks zach we'll talk to you soon Train with top hunter, jumper, and eventing professionals anytime, anywhere with Practical Horsemen On Demand. Your membership gives you access to hundreds of how-to training videos taught by top-level hunter, jumper, equitation, and eventing pros, exclusive interviews and lectures, slow-motion demonstrations, insider access to private clinics and lessons, and step-by-step tutorials. New content is always being rolled out, so there are always new videos available on the topics important to you. Join now for just $24.99 a month and take your training to the next level with Practical Horsemen On Demand.
1: Up next is Sam Batters, the husband of Jewel Ennis, owners of Ennisbrook Farms in Queenstown, Maryland. Sam is an accomplished horse rider on his own from his past. We have both reverted to the horse husband role. We take care of our wives and do what we can for each other and help out with everything we can do around the barn. We are dedicated to our wives and we back them 100%. Sam and I just truly love the sport and our wives as well. Hi, Sam. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you, Rich. Glad to be here see in your notes and everything that you joined the pony club at five or six years old and started eventing around 15.
2: Yeah. um, I say, I said five or six, my, my history, my memory isn't great. So it was somewhere around then. Um, We had this little uh, Shetland pony that we kept in a, uh, at a local farm and we we saw the pony club Mounted games team, Practicing in a field and I think that was the beginning of my competitive side, to be honest. My, my riding career started when I was, uh, I, I like to say, a few days out of the hospital after being born. But in reality, I was probably six months old sitting on my mother's broodmare. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I, I i did Mounted Gate, well, Prince Philip Cup for quite a few years what, what, part, good of, what
0: part of England were you? Uh,
2: Yorkshire, Yorkshire. Um, okay. Yeah, we lived around uh, Harrogate and Leeds. Uh, later in later in my life, I moved around, but for most of the part, I, I, I was born in a place called Huddersfield, which is uh, more uh, west of Yorkshire. It's West Yorkshire, but um, my, my grow, my years of growing up with horses was done Harrogate Leeds area. Um, most most American people know it because of RAF Menwith Hill, uh, which is the um, radar base up on the hill above Harrogate. Um, yeah, that's that's where it started, really. Um, uh,
0: okay, I have to ask you, because we always ask this question, what was your pony's name?
2: I had many. Um, no,
0: the first one that you just talked about.
2: Oh, so that was Omar, little uh, oh, Shetland cross Welsh, Mount, Welsh, Welsh mountain. Welsh um, mountain. He was um, try and keep this polite, He was uh, he was cool, but he ha- he was opinionated. Uh, he was my first first. He wasn't my part? first pony, but he's the first pony I remember, and he was my first games pony as well. Uh, I was allowed to ride him in a little rubber snaffle that was no good to to man the beast. So,
1: th- so then you started eventing and you
2: yeah competed kind of, yeah. through the
1: prelim level.
2: Prelim, yeah. So, um, finished up with mounted with pinnacle games. Um, rode that as long as I could, and then moved on to eventing. Was never great. Um, just I was always gutsy. I was always willing to progress. Uh, I've fox hunted all my life, um, which gave me quite a lot of guts over, over jumps and what have you, you know, jumping for post and rail fences with barbed wire on top and stuff like that, out hunting, you you get good at, and so it was like a natural progression really. Um, it was only over probably two or three years in reality and then got to prelim, started looking at going into media. And I mean, we're, we're going back probably I don't know, 20 years now. Um, and it was back when if you wanted to do it properly at that level, you had to do it professionally. And to do it professionally, you had to look at sponsorship and you had to do it as a career. And I always enjoyed it as as a fun thing to do. And I didn't want to be tied to having to do it, if that makes sense. It was, it was fun for me. It wasn't a job and I didn't want it to be a job. And um, I think I I wrote in my notes, my, my mother, bless her. She was, she was a single mother. She was struggling to keep us in horses. And um, I was always catching flack for not wanting to do other things. So it was always, it was always thrown out there that I would lose the horse if I didn't do something. And, and, And in the end, it all came to a head, and I um, just decided enough was enough. And I kind of quit riding. I mean, I did quit riding for a good 10 years.
1: Um, yep. That sounds just like me, 18 years old. I quit riding.
2: Yeah, it was right around then, 18 years old. I went off and I uh, chased horses. Uh, chased horses, <laughs> Jesus. Chased <laughs> drank beer, and went into the world of paid work, you know?
1: Yep. That was the same thing. I chased girls, but then I figured out they, all they want to do was stay out all night.
2: Yeah. And I yeah. wanted
1: wanted to do more important things. <laughs> so, okay. But, um, so then, that then after that, you kind of, you got your, uh, your horticulture degree and whatnot. Yeah,
2: well, um, yeah, long, long story short was I went back to college 10, 10 years later ish got a horticulture, maybe eight, seven, eight years later. Got a horticulture, yeah. national diploma in horticulture, which is like an associate's degree over here. Um, I took that, started a landscaping business uh, up in Yorkshire still. And then I uh, eventually moved down to Gloucester where m- the rest of my, my mother and my sister lived. Uh, they'd moved down there in the interim. Um, restarted my business again down in Gloucester. Um, also got... Uh, a temporary gig at a a paper mill, and it was gift work it was it was uh, good money, and it afforded me the opportunity to work work with my landscaping whilst I was still doing the factory work, so I was making better money and I decided it was time to get back into the uh, riding gig and I bought a horse
1: yeah, there you go, out. yeah, yeah, and I see it was a a very short horse.
2: Yeah, seventeen. I think he was seventeen three. Might have yeah. been It might have been. I don't think it was quite eighteen hands. Um, and he was uh, he was owned by a very sweet little lady who was doing natural horsemanship with him. Um, and she was struggling to control him because he was so big. He was just pushing her around. And uh, he was an interesting character. He was an interesting character. Yeah. He, did, uh, did you end up <laughs> taking the venting? I did one one event on him. I did some uh, I did most of my time with him was uh, backing him, training him. And then I took him to one event. Um, but uh, life took a different direction. And I ended up selling him.
1: Yeah, And that's that's, you know, that's when you met Jules.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I had him at uh, one particular farm uh, in Gloucester and Jules moved to that farm and uh, and that's how we met yeah at, at the farm
1: okay and so everybody knows Jules Ennis is an eventer on the eastern shore of Maryland and she's invented what through the four star four star yes correct so so she's got a bit of an accomplishment and so uh, Sam met Jules when she was in college or university as you call it in the
2: yeah, yeah. Well, it was a university degree, to be fair to her. She's, yeah. uh, it was equestrian sports science. Yeah. We yeah. Uh, Now, unbeknownst to me, though, Jules met me long before I met her. She was uh, she was Facebook stalking me and looking through the communications list at the, at the farm where we had the horses trying to contact me or trying to find out how to contact me and get my number. And um, she saw pictures of me. On Facebook with this other girl with with my last name, unbeknownst to her, it was my sister. <laughs> <laughs> so she thought I was married, but she didn't realise it was my sister. And then one day, uh, she she not long before she'd she'd lost one of her horses to uh, impacted gut, and I saw her with Coolio, who she still has, and she was going into a car for something, and I said, I don't think he's going to fit. Because she had him on the end of a lead rein, looking like she was trying to pull him into this little Peugeot 107. Or I think that was said, I don't think he's going to fit, shouting across the across the car park as I rode my horse past. And she turned around and said, Pardon, pardon? I said, I don't think he's going to fit. She thought I said, I don't think it's going to fit, talking about a, a, a rear end. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was the first time I spoke to her, and uh, it wasn't wasn't a very good. Uh,
0: that's a way to start. That's a good opening line right there.
2: Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Fortunately, she'd already been trying to figure out who I was, so kind of a mutual attraction.
0: Well, that's funny. So I think, I think, think it's I think it's ironic that you spent all that time in Pony Club, where the ratio is about forty nine girls for one guy, um, yeah. uh, while you were in high school and all through that time, and then. Yeah you go back to the barn and end up meeting your wife
2: from the other side of the world. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. She's, uh, she was, yeah, she's American, right? Yeah. 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 She, she grew up over here. We're on, on the old family farm. At what
0: what point did you end up coming over here?
2: Uh, Pretty soon after we dated for, I think six months before her visa ran out, her student visa. And then we, she, she turned around to me and said, hey, my visa's running out. What, what are we going to do? And I said, well, I'm coming with you. Of course. And she said, oh, oh, okay, okay. And uh, she came, her and her parents went on a tour of Italy. Uh, I surprised them in uh, Venice for the weekend. And then they flew from Venice back to America. I went back to England. And then I came over the following Thanksgiving, a couple of months later. And I've been here ever since. <laughs> how, and how long ago was that? Eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've got our eight year anniversary in November.
1: Yeah. So, and you have a beautiful daughter, Chloe. So, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Every time, uh, every time she's a famous daughter, almost as, almost as well known as my wife. Yep. Um, every, every time I uh, go anywhere with work, Usually, obviously, usually horse horse far properties. They were. Like, oh, I, I think I know your daughter. I think I've seen your daughter on Facebook. Like, yeah, probably, probably she's uh, pretty well liked, jumping and and riding and competing. Six years old. Is horse mad, just like her mother.
0: So, at what point did you realize you were not going to be the one riding, and you were going to be the horse husband?
2: Uh. Yeah, um, I would like to be the one riding. And <laughs> Jules and Chloe would like for me to be riding. Uh, but I, I look at riding a bit differently because as much as I, I still enjoy it, I really do. Um, but from start to finish, riding a horse, it's one, two, maybe two and a half hours. And that's a lot of time I can be spent doing other things on the farm. Or it might be the one, two, two and a half hours. The, that might be the only time I have to come down from working hard on the farm or off the farm or wherever else.
0: And it's true of every damn project we do at the barn. It's it, Every project we do, one takes 10 times longer and costs 10 times
2: more than you expected. Yep,
0: yeah. It's just true. I don't know why it is. It's a thing. Yeah,
2: and that's if you can find all the tools that you need to do the project because 9 times out of 10 I've left a tool lying in the indoor arena or in one of the, in the in the shipping container or it's in my garage or it's never where I want it to be. It's always where I, I left when I was Oh, garage. you know, and we get
0: I, Jennifer gives me so much crap for leaving tools around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or the or the working students or the Students in general or uh, boarders, whatever, they pick up something and move it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, That's I a... imagine Rich, though. Rich is a mechanic, so I just imagine his tools always getting put away. They're all nice and neat and in order because mechanics seem to do that with their tools. Yeah,
1: my toolbox in the garage is that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured because, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, so, I, I'm not that way. I... <laughs> but, but
1: things do do appear out in the barn where I'm like, where'd that come from?
0: <laughs> so, so, so Sam, do you, so obviously you're doing everything. Not only are you now a, a horse husband, you're a horse show dad, um, yeah. and you're taking care of the property and everything. Are you also the cook?
2: Yeah, for the most part, Jules, Jules does do what could be considered her fair share. Um, I, I, from age 14 up through 27, I want to say, I was also in the hospitality industry. Oh, wow. Um, and I got my start in a kitchen of a gastro pub in England. Um, oh, wow. We, our, My family ended up buying that pub. Um, and so I've had a lot of experience and exposure to cooking and, and being a chef. Do you enjoy it? It's only fair. I have a good I have a good palate. and. Uh, oh, some of the
1: meals he posts on Facebook, is like, Oh, oof, need to run over there.
2: <laughs> and my brother-in-law keeps coming over. He keeps dropping the dog off. Can I drop the dog off? Yeah, sure. Uh, are you, uh, cooking dinner when I'm there? He never, never directly says it, but you always get that inkling.
0: Is it always gourmet or?
2: I wouldn't say so, but many other people would. I just, uh, I, I make things that I like to eat and everybody ought to enjoy them. Um, Yeah, we we often talk about if I was to open a restaurant over here, you know, and I like to take things like grits and make them actually tasty. Mm. Um, Mm. Yeah, you you go to some of these chain places with with grits and it's just a watery mush. It's what I expect Oliver used to eat. you You
1: know, being the horse husband that we are and everything, what is the worst thing you hate to do at the barn or with the horses?
2: Uh, by far, it's the unscheduled maintenance in the middle of the night, uh, yep. be it from a lightning strike or a tree fall or just the horse that decided that it wanted to go crazy. Um, yep. you know, yep. that, that's gotta be the worst part.
1: Yeah. That big cast horse and everything and stuff.
2: So, so wood. We've not <laughs> had a cast. horse. I've ne- never actually seen a cast horse in my life. Believe wow. me or not.
1: You're lucky. It's not much fun.
2: I understand it's hard work.
1: Yeah. So, um, so, but, so do you guys at your barn and everything? So do you have like any kind of security, like a uh, camera system or anything, or just you kind of do late and wing it and whatnot? We
2: have lights that, uh, just like, uh, infrared that come okay. on when you see someone moving. Okay. Um, and obviously the house is looking out over the whole farm. Yeah. Um, there's very, there's not much of the farm we don't see. And uh, all our boarders know that the, the farms open at any hour, but you need to let us know if you're turning up after hours. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we will go down there and, and shine lights and see what's going on. If
1: it's yeah. There. Yeah. I was just wondering because there's times I look out our back window at the fields and stuff and you're going, is that horse actually in the
2: field? <laughs> <laughs> I've got quite good at looking through uh, binoculars, usually for foxes that, that coming after my chickens or something, but oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, look-
1: that's right. You have a lot more, uh, little, little, little animals than we do. So mm. we don't have all the chickens and all that stuff, but
2: no. We've got chickens, we've got lamb, dogs, horses. Yeah. That's it. That's that's all. It's also let me have. <laughs> oh,
1: you need a few turkeys to go along with that.
2: I, we've got a few wild turkeys. I, don't, oh, I yeah. don't like the mess they make.
1: Yeah, no, we we have those too, and they aren't great because they jump out and scare the horses out of the grass. And
2: yeah. Stuff uh, like I've that. threatened to buy a few pigs and cows. Um. But we get we get most of our red meat from from deer meat, so okay.
1: It's
2: easier. Okay, so. I'm looking after a cow all year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the vet bills along with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So at least the the deer on the Eastern Shore of Maryland are fat. Yes. They have v- they're very corn fed. Yes.
2: <laughs> corn, soy, soy, more corn yeah. from feeders.
1: Yep. So they don't have to worry about much. Yeah, there's yeah. good hunting on the eastern shore of Maryland.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I have, like it. I have one other question for you before we yep. wrap up. I have two
2: questions actually.
0: What is what is the pickup brand choice over there at the farm? Is it Chevy Ford?
2: No, we both have Fords. I ah. Ford have a three fifty Dually, and I have a two fifty.
0: Okay. So it's a Ford family. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and what is the advice you would give someone considering a relationship with a horse person?
2: I, I think the, the best advice is for, for a horse person to be good, They have to be committed. Um, we, my, Chloe, my daughter, does uh, gymnastics on a Wednesday evening. And I was thinking about it. Jules is a four-star inventor. She has her own barn. Um, she She teaches. And I was thinking about any other profession, you know, you look at, um, is it Simone Biles? Uh, If she was, imagine that girl as the gymnast she is owning a facility where she's teaching other gymnasts and she's teaching all the lessons and owns all the equipment and pays all the bills. And then she goes out and does all these competitions as well. You can't, as, as the, as the, there's the better half of that relationship. You can't expect too much from them. Um, you know, c- conventional relationships, it's all 50-50, 50-50. But in reality, you've got to share yourself with the profession as well. Um, we have a great relationship, but I think it's because we understand each other. And I think that's important to, to remember when you get into any relationship with someone who has horses. It, they take a lot of time and a lot of effort.
1: All right, Sam. Well said. Great interview. Thank you so much. And uh, by the way, uh, Jules' website. uh, Uh,
2: Ennisbrookfarm.com. E-N-N-I-S-B-R-O-O-K farm.com.
1: Great. Great. Yeah. Jules has a great uh, uh, lesson program and whatnot. Lots of great students and stuff. Yeah,
2: I think she's booked up usually a few weeks to a couple of months in advance.
1: Okay, thank you, Sam. Look forward to seeing you Saturday.
2: Yeah, you too.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed the guest today. We try and bring you the horse husbands. uh, You know, have different perspectives from around the horse world, Uh, and you know, you've had a run on British guests, which I absolutely love. It's good to always good to have accents on the show.
1: Okay. I think my next one will be an American.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then I'll go Australian or New Zealand or something. There you go. You know, I'll do something completely different. We have a lot of listeners in Sweden. I wonder if I can get a horse husband from over there.
1: Oh, oh. Yeah, I I think that'd be
0: great. Yeah, I think I have to work on that. All right, I'll think about that. I'll see if I can... If any of the Swedish listeners are listening to this uh, and your husband wants to come on, let me know. And we'll get them on the show. It'd be that would be fun. We have so many listeners over there; it's incredible. And I found out why. One, the, there's a large horse community in Sweden, uh, but two is they learn English as a second language. All of them do in school, so so that it's easy for them to listen to the show. Yeah, as opposed to some other countries where they don't. Right. So, um, although English is kind of the language for the horse world in, on the competitive side, you know, it's yeah. it's the. It's the go to language. So yeah. uh, I, th- I do think a lot of horse people from around the world know English. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll be back again next month with another Horse Husbands episode. See you, Rich. Okay. Thank you very much, Glenn.